0: North Carolina Central outlasts Campbell in a shootout, and Eagles quarterback Davius Richard has an I'm him performance. Oh, yeah, it's Locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And I appreciate you for making Locked on HBCU your first listen of the day every day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over. It just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Starts with an S, ends with an S. So I'm ashamed that I didn't start off this month wearing this shirt. Is my breast cancer awareness shirt. shirt? Um, I try to wear it at the first of each month or at the first of each October But I didn't. It's okay. You'll see this multiple times throughout the year. Just understand that I did wash the shirt. I'm not just throwing it on every week. Sometimes I'll just put it on to record. But anywho, we wrap up today's episode because who cares about my wardrobe habits? You're here for HBCU Athletics Monday through Friday. And we wrap up today's episode with Grambling because they are the biggest risers in the NCAA's HBCU rankings. Then also Aaron Allen has a phenomenal day for Alcorn against a really tough Alabama State Hornets defense. But if we're going to discuss quarterbacks, specifically quarterbacks who played on September 30th and had good games, there's not a QB in the HBCU landscape that I'm going to mention before Davius Richard because what he did against Campbell on Saturday afternoon was definitely an I'm him performance. It was a way to establish him, not even establish, that's disrespectful, to announce himself that, look, I'm still the guy. And I'm making up for what happened in 2022. All week. I've mentioned it when I talked about Davis Richards' health. I mentioned it when I talked about the games to watch that weren't our game of the week. I mentioned it both times. This is a revenge game for North Carolina Central. They wanted to get their lick back because in 2022, Campbell thoroughly embarrassed North Carolina Central. There's no other way to put it. There's no rubbing your face in or anything like that, but that was a bad game. That was a bad game. And that was a game in which you allowed 48 points, which was by far the most that you had allowed all year long. There was only one other team that even got to 30. And I think we had to go to, I think, yeah, that was Jackson State. And we had to go to overtime for that. So like, this was a defense that, I'm not saying was extremely stout, but they weren't allowing that many points. So it's like, okay, we have to get it back. Now, what do you do this year? Because you don't want to come back and get embarrassed, and I'm looking for certain things, specifically the heart, specifically how do you fare in the trenches. Like, But all it had a second after Davius Richard comes in and he drops five touchdowns. See, when you're asking how do you answer back, from allowing 48 points i guess the answer is still to allow 48 points but to bring your offense too there's no shame in allowing points to campbell campbell is led by haj malik williams who is the fourth leading passer in the nation on the fcs level they have the 10th highest scoring offense on the fcs level in the nation like this is a talented offense and sometimes it's going to happen where you allow points and this is the type of offense who's going to put up points so when you're playing Campbell, you have to come prepared to put up points as well. And that's exactly what Davies Richard did. Now, if you allow me to pause for a second on the Davius Richard talk, I don't want the hype because I've I've done this before. I want to make sure that we highlight two players. davius Richard had a great game. Also, there's no but also. Latrell Collier did too. Mookie had a good game, two touchdowns on the ground, including the game-winning 25-yard touchdown in the first overtime period. So let's make sure that we acknowledge both of these gentlemen because they both did have really good performances on Saturday afternoon. Now, if you allow me to graciously graciously pivot back from Mr. Five to Mr. Five touchdowns, Davius Richard understood the assignment wholeheartedly. He understood that last year, we can't have that type of performance this year. We're looking at Campbell. That was embarrassing. I'm sure everybody took that on the chin. Now, one thing that I really did love about this game and what Davies Richard did is it brought back one of the earlier storylines that I ever did on this show about Davies Richard, and we really started honing in on brother Richard last year, because we saw what North Carolina Central was doing. We saw them putting together the games. We saw them knock off New Hampshire. And that storyline that I'm referencing is the fact that he showed up in big games. And that was apparent in 2022. You go through them. North Carolina A&T, the biggest rival of Central. He shows up, has a good game in that game. You look at New Hampshire, going against a nationally ranked team on the FCS level. He has a big time game against them. You go against Howard. This is after after you've already lost a game and Howard is the only undefeated team in the conference. So you have to beat them if you want to make it to the Celebration Bowl and be the MEAC champions. He has a big game against them. And then you go into the Celebration Bowl, which is obviously the HBCU Super Bowl. It's the biggest game of... Of the year and it's your chance to make sure that you north carolina central are going to be the black college football national champions he has a big game there those are four undeniably undebatably big time games and he showed up in each and every one of them but there is one game that i did not mention and that was campbell and i'm not sure you know i might be going hindsight or not even hindsight i might be a prisoner of what actually happened but that campbell game ended up feeling like a big game maybe it was because of the result i'm not quite sure but i'm going to lump it in as the fifth big game that i feel like we have to talk about and davis richard did not show up in that game that's the one big game that he didn't show up in and have a good not even a good a great performance he made up for that this year he said you know what Not only do we have to be better, I have to be better. So I'm going to come in. I'm going to drop five touchdowns, which is my most this year, of course. I'm going to come in. I'm going to drop 265 yards, which, of course, or not even of course, but is my highest on the season. I'm going to drop 86 rushing yards, which is also my highest on the season. And I'm going against Haj Malik Williams. Haj Malik Williams had five touchdowns of his own all through the air. Davis Richard would not be outdone because he had five total touchdowns, four on the ground, Won through the air, and he had an absolute magnificent day, and won a shootout, and was the leading factor in, lo- in winning a shootout against one of the highest scoring offenses, not only in the state of North Carolina, but one of the highest scoring offenses in the nation. They averaged 37 points per game. This was a talented offense coming in. We knew this. Everybody knew this. It was a. You would hope you could stop them, but when you can't, you have to pack that thing too. And that's what Davius Richard did. I thought he had a phenomenal game and it deserved to be highlighted. This is a great performance and maybe it's a sign of when the when the lights turn on and it's really a big time and we need it, Davis Richard is still the guy. Don't ever forget it. We're four games into the season, and that's still true the same way it was in 2022. Now, moving forward, he's not the only quarterback to have a big-time game and a big-time moment. You also have Aaron Allen from Alcorn, and they proved who the real ASU is when he put the team on his back. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs, and Bird Dogs are the most comfortable undergarments I look lower i don't say undergarments lower garments right so the shorts the sweats they're amazing i need to go ahead and throw some bird dogs on can i get my so i can get my every once in a while sporadic gym <laughs> uh workout in and i'll make sure that i use my bird dogs but if you go to birddogscom dogs.com locked on college you have this hat right it's a beautiful hat i just got the fresh retwist once again so i'm not going to be throwing it on right now but it's a beautiful hat. They have a nice water cup, a nice Yeti. It's all amazing, customized for you. I suggest that you go there. Get Go to birddogs.com slash locked on. Get the shorts. Get the sweats because they're extremely comfortable. They're sleek. They're slim. They're fitting, but they're not tight. I can move around in them amazingly, but I still feel like I look even better. So make sure you go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college. As we continue rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. Make sure you're back tomorrow as we have our extra games to watch, but not quite our games of the week. And then also on Friday, we have our must watch live show, 10 a.m. to noon, always on Locked on HBCU's podcast page and YouTube page. If you don't catch it live and you can always come back to it, it's like an on demand situation, just like all of our other shows but right now in the battle of the real asu alcorn state university alabama state university who was it going to be and because of aaron allen and the arm of aaron allen the real asu goes to Allcorn state so allen had himself truly a day and he carried that offense to victory in a moment when or in a game where they really couldn't run the ball that well you look at what they were able to do in total you had 19 carries 58 yards on that so you're looking at barely over three yards a pop like that's not a good that's not a good rate per game I mean per carry that's not a great total yardage that's not really even a lot of attempts you only had 19 carries Allen doubled that a matter of fact Allen had a couple of those rushing attempts this is Allen's game and I think the fact that he did it against Alabama State is even more impressive because I do believe that Alabama State is one of those defenses that is going to be good. Specifically through the air, we like how they, they handle themselves through the air. And I think good offenses versus good defenses can always beat each other. You saw that with family versus Alabama State. I'm not saying they were absolutely locking down them, but they they didn't allow this many scoring possessions. Like Alabama State, or excuse me, Alcorn, really did move the ball on Alabama State. I'm talking about 75-yard touchdown. 54-yard touchdown, 89-yard touchdown drives. Not all one play, but 75, 54, and then 89-yard touchdown drives. And you had a bomb. You had one 54-yard play that was a touchdown. It was a one-play touchdown drive. Like, that is really good. And they were all on the back of Aaron Allen. Aaron Allen is a guy who – they don't really let him let it loose like this often, but in a couple of times that they have, he's went over 300 yards. Once was last year against Texas Southern. This year was against Alabama State because he had 32 for 46, 370 yards, and two touchdowns. Only the second time in his career, like I said, that he went over 300 yards. The other one was against Texas Southern. But he did really well when he's allowed to actually throw the ball. As much as this, the higher the volume, he typically delivers. It's not a time when, oh, this is a high-volume play or uh, high-volume passing attempts, but not really much production. 32, 370 yards, that's really good, and two touchdowns. Um, For Alabama State, this was the most points that they had given up, technically. Fam, you did score 23, but one of those was an Isaiah Major touchdown. All of these scoring drives for Alcorn came from the offense. I'm talking about 75 yards, 54 yards, 89 yards. These are long scoring drives. These aren't, oh, the the Alcorn defense put them in a certain position and they were able to capitalize off of that. Excuse me. It wasn't that. It was the Alcorn State offense just moving the ball. And sometimes there were field goals attached to them. Sometimes there were touchdowns. This was a good game this was a good game by them and i'll say this it's important to remember that alabama state their strength of the team is their defense and in a way this kind of makes it a little bit funny sorry for drinking water so frequently on the show just i've I've needed it lately but it's kind of funny that alabama state lost this way because one of the biggest storylines that i've talked about with this team Is their offense not being consistent, their offense not being able to get it done? Right. That's something that I've discussed for the majority of the year. And they finally got to the magic number, which is 20. And in the first game that they get to 20 points, they lose. Now, now they they didn't score all 20 by themselves. There was actually a blocked field goal. So I'm not gonna sit here and absolve them, oh, the offensive wools have been found. You know, they still have their struggles. They still only not scored 13 points. D. Davis came into this game at one point. So, like, it, it's not perfect. It's not perfect, of course. But, and everything's not at peak. Like, you, you're hoping that Damon Stewart, you know, it's a lot of stuff. But they got the 20 points. I don't care how you got to 20 points, you got to 20 points. And I just find it ironic because I did say every defense can get got. And Alabama State got got today or on Saturday. So I just, I overall, I just thought it was kind of fascinating because I always put the number, 20 points. They can't, they can't even get to 20 points. And they get to it, and immediately they lose. You would think that the one game that they get to 20 points, the defense would be like, oh, thank God, we finally can, nah. And then also, you look at Aaron Allen. He spread the ball. He spread the love around. Montario Hunt had over 100 yards. He had that 54-yard touchdown pass. He was the receiver on that play. So they know how to get the ball, or they got the ball around. I won't say they know how, but they got the ball around And they also racked up a bunch of yards. The running game was struggling. And I would argue that the passing defense of Alabama State is actually their strength. So for them to shut down your running game and for you to turn around and just air them out to the tune of 23 points, I know it's not a ridiculous amount, but 370 yards is a lot. For you to turn around and air them out when your running game isn't really working, that deserves a lot of applause. Now, Davies Richard had an I'm him performance. I don't know what you want to call this for Aaron Allen, but it deserves a title as well. It was definitely a standout performance and one of the best of his young career at Alcorn State. And as we move forward, Grambling, Morgan State, Alabama State, who we just discussed, they're three of the biggest movers who rose the highest, who dropped the lowest. We'll look at those and answer those questions as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode of Locked On HBCU is brought to you by FanDuel, and FanDuel is the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. We have Monday, Thursday night football coming up tomorrow. You have Saturday college ball. You got Sunday pro ball. You got some even some college games going on on Thursday. So there's a lot of football to put some money down on, and the only place to do it is FanDuel.com. I suggest you do this if it's your first time. Put at least $5 down. On a, on a game that's about to happen. And it doesn't matter win or lose, you're going to get, or if you do lose, you're going to get $5 back in bonus bets. $200 back in bonus bets, excuse me. So don't do a future because you're not going to get that payment back forever. So let's just go ahead and put some down immediately. Go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to make every moment more. As we're wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day and making it all the way to segment three. I thank you two times for that. And grambling in Alabama State, or grambling the biggest riser, Alabama State is the biggest faller in this week's NCAA HBCU rankings. Now, I want to briefly look at the top five because the top five did have some motion. It did have some shakeup, and things changed around there. But then also I want to look at the depth of this because for the first time we have some real big risers and fallers and ones that I think should make a lot of noise. So I know I call Grambling the biggest riser, and technically they are because they rose the most amount of spots. But to me, if you want to say biggest riser, biggest winner, however you want to phrase it, I got Hampton, man, because Hampton was at five. Now, they didn't shoot up, obviously, or not obviously, you don't know how far Grambling shot up, but they could not shoot up as many spots as Grambling did. It just wasn't possible. They were at five and they moved into three. Now you tell me if you agree with this, but for me, top five, top three have two different feels. It feels a little bit exclusive when you say somebody is top three. So for Hampton to move up from five to three, it feels like they moved into a different class. Even though we were already technically mentioning them with FAMU and North Carolina Central, now they're neighbors with them. They're no longer in the neighborhood. They're in their neighbors. They're on the same street. Right. So the the top five goes a little something like this. North Carolina Central, FAMU, Hampton, Jackson State, Tennessee State. So all it is from last year or last week, Hampton, Tennessee State switched. Tennessee State was three. They dropped to five. Hampton was five. They moved up to three. Jackson State had a bye week. They stayed at four so they could do nothing to rise. And they felt like Hampton's victory over Richmond was so impressive that, you know what? We're going to go ahead and jump them over a team that was over them, but mostly because, hey, this is a big time victory. And they even gave a criteria. This is the first time I've seen the NCAA rankings for this for this poll, give a criteria. And they said if Hampton is in the middle of the pack in the CAA, they will be a top five team in this poll. Okay. Now we finally have something to go by because I had never heard that. Up to this point, they had never given just a if this team does this, then this is going to happen. they said, Oh, you lost to a D2 team, so we really don't like that, and we're going to knock and we're going to knock you for it. But they've never said, If you do this, this is where you'll be. So there was a lot of motion in the top five, but that's not where the motion stopped. As for grambling, you're the big-time victory for Grambling. Now, Grambling knocked off Prairie View A&M. We discussed that on yesterday's episode. This is a big-time move, not anything to skip over. We had to make sure we highlighted it. I want to make sure that I did it right so I did on a Tuesday. This was a big-time victory for Grambling. And it moved Grambling up from 13 to 7. So that's what I meant when I said Hampton couldn't have moved up that many because you move up six spots if you're the Tigers. The Pirates could only move up technically four from five to one. That's the, That's the most that they could do. But still, Gramlin has a big victory. And of course, it's the highest that they've been this year. And they're on a three game win streak. They have two straight victories in the conference. And this was a big one, right? You you could kind of write off TSU, no Andrew Body. I'm looking at the rest of TSU schedule, like, okay, we'll see what it's gonna be. And I I'll I'll look at them a little bit closer in their next game, but I'm not I'm not really weighing that TSU victory too high. But then you come in and you knocked off PV. Now, that's a game that I'm, I'm ranking pretty high. And that's since I that to move you up from 13 to 7. And now you're in the top 10. But now you have the two lowest droppers. And you have Alabama State and Morgan State, who both dropped five. So they both dropped almost as much as Grambling Rise arose. For Alabama State, it's getting ugly, man. It's just getting rough. You just keep losing games. You now lost to FAMU. You've now lost to Alcorn. And it's crazy because once upon a time, we had them. I think they might have been either. In the top five or knocking at the top five, like six or seven. I know they came into the into the year around six or seven, but this was this is a this is a nasty fall, and they've kind of earned it. They you know you got to prove some things, and you can't keep losing games when we keep giving you excuses. Now, that really should be said about Morgan State. I can't continue to just give them passes, they can't keep getting the moral victory pass out of me. So you win the first game, but you have lost four straight. I don't care if your defense is locked down. I don't care if your offense has been struggling at moments. You've lost games in multiple different ways. I could say the FBS game, you should have won. But when you lose four in a row, I stop being able to say things like, well, you should have won this game because you got four other ones or three other ones. Like that's not a – that's not – it's a pattern at this point. And we have to knock people for losing. I know I said the style points and the way that things happen in college are way more important. Than it is in the pros, but eventually losses are losses, and you have to get dropped, and you got dropped five points or five spots after losing four in a row. So overall, these are the rankings. I like them. I like Grambling Rising. I like Alabama State and Morgan State dropping. I think that these are appropriate, and I think that Hampton over Jackson State is one that I'm conflicting on. If you ask me tomorrow, I might change my mind. I don't know, but right now, I like it. You've got a bunch of big time victories and one could definitely argue that they've had more, they've had more impressive wins. Richmond is a more impressive win than South Carolina state, you know, like knocking off, um, knocking off Grambling kind of feels like a more impressive victory than beating Southern. So it's just one of those things where I got to go with, I got to go with Hampton right now. We'll see as time goes on. Hampton is a team who I now feel I need to pay even more attention to because of the offense. So I like them being at three. Like I said, tomorrow might feel differently. But as of right now, I feel pretty solid. I feel pretty solid about saying Hampton at three is a good call. So let me know what you think about the top five and how you feel about them. If anybody's in the wrong place, if the risers and fallers are appropriate, I would love to know what you feel. Go ahead and keep expressing yourself. Express yourself. Anyway. I I don't know why I did that. I don't. But I'm not cutting it out because this is me so I appreciate you (laughs) for dealing with whatever the heck that was and still making this your first listen of the day every day because now you have no choice you have to do that tomorrow and on tomorrow's episode we'll have our extra games of the week but not quite the game of the week so our games to watch as opposed to the game of the week and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow as I try to be as regular as possible here that dubs. I had my own erratic moment, but I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day. Every single day on tomorrow, I hope I'll, till tomorrow and until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care, stay blessed. Peace. <laughs>